We moved about two years ago. My family and his both live in Mexico, so we don't really have any family here. They're all back home. I don't know, now it feels, after two years of living here, it feels like, to me, I don't belong anywhere. Like, when I go back home, I kind of feel like I don't belong anymore, And but when I'm here, it feels the same. I don't really have close friends. I don't have any family. I'm a stay-at-home mom, so it's really hard to meet new people. So it just sort of feels like I'm stuck in this no man's land, and I, I can't seem to make a home here. And then when I go back to Mexico, it also just doesn't fit anymore. Hi, I'm Johanna Ferreira, content director of Pop Sugar Juntos. Juntos is all about celebrating Latinx culture, pride, our many intersectional identities, and joy. Thanks to support from Prime, there's so much to get into over at Juntos this month. From conversations with the Latin A minds behind our favorite new movies and resurrected TV shows, to thoughtful celebrity commentary and exclusive interviews with some of the biggest Latin music artists today. And it doesn't stop there. Get more of the music, movies, and shopping you love on Prime. Whatever you're into, it's on Prime. Visit Amazon.com slash Prime to get more of whatever you're into from streaming to shopping. And get all of our latest coverage at PopSugar.com slash Juntos. Con amor, Johanna. This episode of Where Should We Begin is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're driving, cleaning, even exercising. But what if you could be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Multitask right now. Get your quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. So here we are, and all I know is that you are here for the past two years, that you have arrived from Mexico, and that it's been a very challenging transition. Very, yes. Tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I have two very young children. One is four years old, the other one is one year old. Mm-hmm. Um one was born back home, and the other one was born here a year ago. And we moved, you know, mid-pandemic, which was strange. So it was kind of hard leaving all our family behind. But we really wanted a chance to grow as a family and not have the rest of, like, the extended family in our lives so much. That was a mutual wish? Yes, because we both have really big families back home. We're both from Jewish families, so those can be really overbearing, which there's a lot of love there, but there's also a lot of control. There's a lot of over-involvement. And, you know, we kind of wanted to let ourselves as a family grow with our own values and like our own mentality. And we wanted to just be by ourselves for a while. 
Are you the first children in your families to do so? We're both the youngest from our families, and we're mm -hmm. both the first to do this. And our families were not happy with the decision. Mm -hmm. And each year that we decide to stay, the angrier both our families get because they're like, why are you there? It's a choice. It's not like if my husband had to work here, it would be one thing, but he has freedom to work back home. Mm -hmm. So each year it gets more challenging to explain that to them and to like say, look, I know what we're doing is maybe harder, but we're also, our kids are getting opportunities they wouldn't get back home, things I didn't get back home. I had a lot of love, a lot of family, a lot of friends, but I didn't have a lot of freedom. Mm -hmm. I couldn't walk to school. I couldn't go to a playground. I didn't know any kids that weren't Jewish. So, and same thing happened with my husband. So that's, we decided that we wanted our kids to at least from the early years be able to like look at the world from like a broader mm -hmm. place. So is it accurate for me to understand that you chose to transition from an extended family model to a nuclear family model, just as you were having two very little children? At the time yes. when you need the extended family the most <laughs> is when you decided yes. that you wanted to try a little bit more independence? Yes, exactly. <laughs> That's what we did. <laughs> do we see the paradox? <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> so you both appreciated the presence and the love and the support of a very tight-knit community and extended family, but you also both felt slightly choking and you aspired to have greater freedom and independence as a couple together. Mm -hmm. And did you find that? I understood for the children, but mm -hmm. for the two of you, have you found the freedom the choices, the personal expressions that you felt was not part of your life in Mexico? For sure. Because we had to be a team here. Like back home, I took care of the kids. He went to work. I had help back home, a lot of help. I had help in my house. I had help with my family. And then at the end of the day, we would like, okay, we would meet halfway, let's say. Mm -hmm. But here, I think it's been really good for us because we have to, like, we are each other's friends, we're each other's company, especially at the beginning that we had really, really had no one here. We ended up being each other's best friends, let's say. We always had a really good relationship and communication, but this has taken it to a very intimate level that I wouldn't have gotten back home because there are too many distractions. But it's also been really hard to lean, at least for me, I can't speak for him, but for me, it's been really hard having to only lean on one person for everything. Whereas back home, you have different people to lean on for different right. things. I right. think that's been a big challenge. Mm -hmm. Tell me, I'm going to go back first. How have you changed as a woman, as a mother, who is experiencing the first years of motherhood away from all the role models of mothers. Okay. Well, um, being a mother really didn't change much coming here. I'm pretty much, I think, the same person I, I was back there. I think as a woman, I really lost my way. I don't know if it's because I'm so far from home or because I became a mother. I just like kind of lost track of like 
my own path. And it's really hard to regain a path when you're so far away from what you know. But while I've been here, really, because I have so little help, I've been really into my maternal role. So all the rest I kind of sacrificed for now. Like I said, so it's a couple of years, you know, when they really need you and they need you to be there. And then after that, I'll see what I want to do with my life. <laughs> Did you used to work in Mexico? No, I didn't used to work. I used to study metalsmithing back in Mexico and here too. So I, I tried to start my own jewelry company back in Mexico before I moved, where I did everything myself. It wasn't like, a, I can't even say company, because it was, it was literally something I did from start to finish. So I started in Mexico, and then exactly like a couple of months in, we moved to the city, and it was mid-pandemic, and obviously it's like really hard, especially if you don't know anyone. This was when I only had one child and he was starting school. So I had a little more time. So I, I reached out to a couple of boutiques. Like, you know, I really tried to start this, but it was really, really difficult to even get an answer in the city. It's like they didn't answer your calls. They didn't answer your emails. To sell online was very hard for me because because I make everything by hand. I don't know. It was It was not an option. And with all the overwhelmingness of being a mother, I would, I just, you know, in Spanish, you say, tira la toalla. I don't know if there's something mm -hmm. like that in English, but I was like, no, that's it. This is not worth it. It's taking too much of my time. It's stressing me and I'm not even getting anything out of it. So I kind of let it go. And that was like my one thing that I was passionate about for myself. So ever since I dropped that, yeah, I've been really, really lost. Like I'm in a good place with my partner and I'm in a good place with my kids, but I'm completely lost, like, within myself. I don't even know where to start. Well, that's where we're going to start. Support for Where Should We Begin comes from Shopify. Not all businesses are the same, and businesses need different things at different stages. Shopify is the global commerce platform flexible enough to help your business sell at every stage of growth. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify can help you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person point-of-sale system, Shopify offers the flexibility to support your operations no matter where you're selling. Right now, it's easier to stress less and sell more with Shopify Magic, an AI-powered helper created to give you a little boost. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., along with millions of other businesses across 175 different countries. Try it for yourself and see why companies like Allbirds and Brooklinen have used the platform to power their growth. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash Go to shopify.com slash Esther now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash Esther. Support for Where Should We Begin comes from Progressive. Most of us are listening to the podcast and multitasking. You may be driving, shopping, exercising, taking a walk. But if you're not in some kind of moving vehicle, there's something else that you can do right now, which is to get a quote from Progressive Insurance. It's easy and you can save money by doing it right from your phone. Drivers who switch to Progressive save nearly $750 on average. And auto customers can qualify for an average of seven discounts. 
Multitask right now. Get a quote for your car insurance at Progressive.com to join over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. So I want to hear just a little bit about when you say I'm in a good place with my partner and I'm in a good place with my children because yeah. those are pillars that we're going yeah. to be resting on as yeah. we try to retrieve the woman that is behind mm. the wife, that is behind the mother. Yeah. Um, and something happened and you're not sure what happened to you. Yeah, that. <laughs> because you suddenly came from a very close system where there was a ton of involvement of people and then suddenly you were projected into the extreme opposite where yeah. it's not just that you have freedom, but that if nobody answers your emails and you can't connect with anyone, then this freedom becomes isolation, loneliness, silence, mm -hmm. and you kind of are thinking, whatever happened to me? I was a social person. I had a passion. I created. I learned. Exactly. And it started postpartum or it started separately? I think, I think it's always been there, like even before I even got married, because I never really had like a job. Like I went from graduating from the university and I got married. I have some internships. I had some stuff I liked, but I never really had like something that, that I was working towards. And then obviously I had really bad postpartum depression with my first kid. Um, you say obviously, like it's obvious or like I should know. <laughs> well, I've, I've, no, no, I'm sorry. You're right. I've, I've always been very like anxious person. <laughs> um, I, I tend to get like panic attacks and I've been in therapy for, I don't know, 15 years. So it was expected that, like, I, I wasn't surprised that I, that I had it. So after I, I had my first kid, that's it really, things got really bad. Like, I, I was really sad, but no one really knew because I've always been a really good mother. That, that kind of postpartum depression that you don't know, no one knows that you have it. You know, it's not like I couldn't get out of bed. I was fine. I was, I was out and about, but I was really unhappy. Because it's important for us to understand is this only child one? And child one was happening in the midst of your multi-distraction life in yeah. Mexico. So yeah. if you got, if you were lost, other people could always find you. Mm -hmm. If you didn't know what to do, other people could always suggest, let's go do X, Y, Z. Correct. And what you're, I think you, I'm hearing from you is, Second time came a postpartum again, but there mm -hmm. was not enough distraction to take you out of yourself. It's not about just, I've been anxious my whole life. I mean, you're saying this with a semi-smile, but these are very... <laughs> I know, but because I've, I've, I'm really open about it. So I'm like, to me, it's, mm -hmm. it's normal. Like, I don't... How are you right now? Like, in this right now. moment that I'm yes, talking to you? in this moment. Yeah. I'm... I'm wound up. I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I'm, 
I think I need to breathe. <laughs> okay, let's do that together. Let's put yes. our feet on the ground. Yes. Okay. So we breathe in. And then we take another sip. And then we're going to breathe out in eight. One more. Let's breathe in. Take another sip. Fill yourself up and ground the feet. And then eight, even more down. Yes, you can close your eyes. Yeah. And this anxiety, where in your body is it mostly? Is there a particular place? When I get like that, mm. in my shoulders. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Shall we roll them a bit? Just yeah. loosen them up. Mm-hmm. Mm. So what happened the second time? And how did you get out of it the first time? I stopped breastfeeding. <laughs> that was a game changer for me because I had a really hard time with it. Like it didn't come naturally. He was never full. He was losing weight. It was like a nightmare. So as soon as I made the decision, which was really hard, I felt really guilty at the time. Um, once I stopped breastfeeding, everything started to change. I had a lot more help. My husband would help me feeding him and I could sleep better. How many months? Uh, three months. And also, like, I started to regain my body. Like, I could feel my body was mine again. That was really hard for me. Like, I didn't like sharing my body. I know, like, my friends tell me, you know, it's the most beautiful thing. And it is beautiful, but it's, it's also a lot. And then what happened? What allowed you to make this very major decision and to actually realize that it may even be a generous act? Honestly, I should have done it for myself. I didn't. I did it for medical reasons for my son because last time before I stopped breastfeeding that I went to the doctor, he told me, if you want to keep breastfeeding, you can keep breastfeeding but he has to start taking a bottle every time after he breastfeeds. Because he's malnourished. He was malnourished, exactly. He wasn't gaining weight. Like they even did blood tests and everything. So I was like, okay, this is no longer even about my health. And if I'm not even going to look at my own health, I'm going to mm. worry about his. Mm -hmm. And I didn't even stop there. After that, I kept giving him a bottle and I kept pumping, which was horrible in itself. Like I, it was a nightmare. And that lasted for maybe another month where I kept pumping and then I just, I was like, enough. And when you stopped, your baby was fed. Yeah. He stopped crying. You stopped feeling terrible that you couldn't feed him. Yeah. And a different bond began to grow between the two of you and the postpartum lifted. For sure. And the second time? The second time, I held on less for breastfeeding. <laughs> I didn't have postpartum depression. I had baby blues, I think. Nowhere as near as bad as the first time. And I breastfed 
for two months, but not even that well. Like only, like I didn't, no estaba terca con dar necia. I don't know the word. Mm -hmm. Like I wasn't like super strict about it. Charged. So yeah, it was like, it's fine. I'll do whatever it needs to be done. Mm -hmm. If I have to stop, I have to stop. And I, I, I had a little guilt, not like the first time around when I stopped breastfeeding, but Nonetheless, I did feel a little girl for second time around. But this time, even though I, my depression wasn't as hard, I was lonelier than the first time. Because everyone came when the baby was born, like my family and my husband's family. My mother came and stayed for a month, um, which it was wonderful, honestly. It was really, really nice to have everyone. But when everyone left, it was super hard. And you didn't have the mommy blues, but you had the woman no. blues. That, exactly. Um. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And now comes the question of who are the people in your life here with whom you can create what you came to do here, which was to create a family of choice. Yeah. You have the family of origin, which you're very tight with, but which you felt you wanted to emancipate from. Mm -hmm. And in a way, this was a migration of emancipation for both of you. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. What have you done yeah. together and apart towards this greater sense of emancipation, differentiation from your family, from your culture, from your community. Mm -hmm. The goal was not to leave it, to reject it. Yeah. You're very connected to it, but you wanted more. Yeah. Um, so the first weird thing we did was uh, 
put our older son in uh, non-religious school. Uh, so he knows kids from different types of religions, ethnicities. Some have same-sex parents, same-gender parents, sorry. Um, so there is really, you know, within his class of 10 kids, everyone comes from different places, has different stories, which to me is, is great for a, a three- and a four-year-old. He gets to meet children with all kinds of different backgrounds and stories, yeah. nationalities, language, relationship configurations. Do you get through him no. to broaden? <laughs> where are all um, the parents? Uh, <laughs> where are all the parents? Um, that's the thing that's been challenging in this city, to be honest. It's really hard to connect. And we came during COVID, so we, we didn't see the parents. Like, we would drop off the kids downstairs. I never saw anyone. I never even saw the kids until, like, a long time after. Um, just now, two years in, we've made maybe two really good friends, like, couple friends from our kids' school. And that's been nice, and I, I love it, but it doesn't... Like you said, like, I don't have a mother here, like, not a mother per se, but like a motherly figure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't have that closeness with anyone except for my husband. And I feel like it's a very big load on him and on myself. Like, I don't want him to be my mother, my sister, my best friend. Like, and that's what's happened during these two years. And that's what's brought us closer together. But that's also been... To me, unacceptable. Like I'm like I need I need to have more, yep, really close people, and it's very hard to do it. Um, even the mommy and me classes from around where I live, they're all nannies. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like I've tried doing like you know, and I go to the playgrounds. Like I I really do try to connect, but it's I don't know. It's 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 really hard. And I find also, that's the other thing, like I find that even though I, I, I like my son to look at other cultures, I don't feel like I, I quite fit into the American culture. Like my real close friends are other immigrants. They're not American. They're from other places in the world. I can relate, yeah. you know. Um, when I arrived, the same. I meet many f foreigners from all over the world. Before I met any people born in the United States, but that connection between other people who are going on a parallel journey is actually mm. very meaningful because it, you may come from very, very different places, but you often encounter some of the same challenges about entering this particular society, this particular city, the, you know, yeah. and the people that you have met. Does the circle widen as you meet one, you meet their two people who meet their four people, etc.? Is that happening? Not really, to be honest. We're friends with those people, but it doesn't really go deeper than that. Um, they're also really busy parents. Like most of these women that are my friends work full time, which I admire so much. I don't know how they do that. So they're not even like in the same rhythm as, as I am. Okay. The friends you make in the first year or two or three when you arrive mm. in a new city or country are not necessarily the people with whom you're going to live the future. Sometimes out of 10, 
you stay in touch with one. But one introduces you to two, to three, and then suddenly another one arrives and that becomes the person with whom you connect, with whom you start to share a slice of life and the others kind of dissipate. You know, so that's the first thing is that it's not about I'm meeting and, you know, and I'm examining everyone by, will you be my next best friend? At first, you don't make necessarily best friends. You create a social carpet. You create mm. a network of people that you can share activities with, but they don't have yet to become deep bonds. Mm. And sometimes you just invite two, three people to your home and you just say, I work less than you at this moment. Let me take care of this. And you don't expect them mm. to invite you back because they're too busy to be able to reciprocate. And you say, I'm happy to be the headquarters mm. where we gather. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes you say to each of them, why don't you bring somebody that you really like and you think I should know? Mm. That's an easy idea. You're so not alone in this yeah. situation. They're all over. The depleted mothers that have arrived and are raising their young children and are on their own. They don't even have to yeah. come from another country for that matter. <laughs> this is a conversation that if it's done with others, in and of itself, it already changes the reality. Yeah. So that's one very low risk. It's all about low risk, yeah. right, at this moment. And then sometimes you just go alone with them and you have mm. the, the children stay together so that the kids can make friendships with each other if they click. You know, you don't have to just do it relate couple with couple. It can be all kinds of yeah. subsystems, mini configurations, yeah. you know. Then I do think you can ask the people back home, who's here? You know, there mm. is some... Communities right here that are heavily Latin and Jewish and progressive and trying to discover a new world, just go and attend. Go on a Friday night on a Shabbat and see what happens there if it speaks to you. You know, become a little bit anthropologists together. Let's go discover. Maybe every week we go to one thing that is not familiar to us and we see you know, what we like, what speaks to us, we discover. Because in some way, you know the life you have left and you don't yet know the life that you can have. You're in a liminal space between what is no more and what is not yet. But the shift you want to make, and I'll leave you with that, is that you experience the unknown at this moment, the future or the world that is here that you don't feel familiar you still experience it with great anxiety and trepidation. And I would like to invite you to experience it with anticipation and curiosity. That's why you came, because you were curious. What else is out there? What other lives exist? What is the world that is larger than the one I grew up in? And when you go and you become sad and lonely and depressed, you lose touch with the curious one that's inside of you, with the exploratory part of you, with the part of you that is hungry for discovery, the part of the two of you for that matter. And every time you will come to your husband and say, there's something I want to try, 
you will bring a tremendous amount of energy to your lives together and to your relationship. And that will change your whole migration story. This was an Esther calling, a one-time intervention phone call recorded remotely from two points somewhere in the world. If you have a question you'd like to explore with Esther, it could be answered in a 40 or 50 minute phone call. Send her a voice message and Esther might just call you. Send your question to producer at estherperel.com. Where Should We Begin with Esther Perel is produced by Magnificent Noise. We're part of the Vox Media Podcast Network in partnership with New York Magazine and The Cut. Our production staff includes Eric Newsom, Eva Walchover, Destry Sibley, Huete Gatana, Sabrina Farhi, Eleanor Kagan, Kristen Muller, and Julian Hatt. Original music and additional production by Paul Schneider. And the executive producers of Where Should We Begin are Esther Perel and Jesse Baker. We'd also like to thank Courtney Hamilton, Mary Alice Miller, Jen Marler, and Jack Saul. This episode of Where Should We Begin is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're driving, cleaning, even exercising. But what if you could be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Multitask right now. Get your quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high quality leads, fast closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.